This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And good morning, golf fans. Welcome to a special bonus edition of Golf Talk Canada, a Wednesday bonus edition where we'll be previewing the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now, throughout the summer, we would have bonus shows Wednesday mornings from 10 starting at 10 a.m. to preview the major season. And we thought we'd continue doing that for the FedEx Cup playoffs as they get underway this week at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. My name is Adam Scully. Bob Weeks will be by momentarily. Mark Sacchino is actually on location at the FedEx St. Jude Championship, where he'll be covering it for PGA Tour Radio. And I know Mark actually had a couple of nights in Nashville, too. So we'll have to ask Mark all about his time uh, in Nashville and expectations for the FedEx Cup playoffs, too. Of course, there were some uh, some hearings. Uh, there was a court hearing yesterday, which we will also get into in a lot of detail as well as a lot went down Wednesday from about 4 p.m. to 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Bob Weeks now joins us. Uh, Bob, welcome. And what were what were your thoughts on covering everything that was going on yesterday in terms of the PGA Tour and the live hearings and, and watching Twitter essentially explode? <laughs> Uh, well, it was, it was, I guess, kind of what I'd predicted in terms of the court case or thought what might happen in the court case. And um, still, I think it, was, it could have gone either way. I wouldn't have been overly shocked um, if, they had, uh, if they had approved the players to go, if they'd given them a temporary restraining order or if they'd rescinded it. But um, I think this eases things a little bit. There was a lot of tension, you could tell, uh, at, between the different players, between... Um, you know, the different sides in this matter. And, and if, think if these three players had teed it up in the tournament this week, it would have been a very interesting dynamic to see how they would have handled it and how the other players would have handled it. But uh, that and then the Cam Smith news was something that I had heard rumors from as far back as the U.S. Open. Uh, and, of course, we, he, was, he was called on it at the uh, Open Championship after winning that. So there's, there's, this has been in the works. So it wasn't so much of a shock, but... I guess the uh, the price tag and the status that he has as a player um, is probably superior to anyone else who's gone over there. I mean, he's ranked number two in the world. He's got the players champion. He's the um, open champion. So this is a big, big get for Live Golf. And we should say that they have never, they have not still confirmed this, but certainly all signs seem to indicate. And the uh, the, the non denial denial by him now twice. Uh, kind of kind of makes it think that uh, we know where it's going. And we're going to hear from Cameron Smith momentarily. Like I mentioned, we'll hear from Mark Zacchino at the bottom of the hour to discuss what went down yesterday and what's going to go down this week at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. But before we hit some news and headlines, uh, Bob, we were actually together earlier this week for a couple of shows. We were at the CJGA Canadian TaylorMade Invitational at Lionhead, where we were live on radio from Monday from 10 a.m. till noon. And we're also on TSN 4 today at 1 p.m. and TSN 2 tomorrow 
also at 1 p.m. It was a great vibe being there. Bob, we, we avoided the rain too. I, I think we were good, the good luck charms in terms of the rain. We didn't we didn't get wet. The players didn't really get wet. The forecast wasn't all that good. But I mean, a couple of days later, what were some of your takeaways from being on location at Lionhead? Uh, it was a pretty cool environment. I hadn't been to a CJGA event in a number of years. I must admit that, and it was kind of cool to see the how good the young players are. I mean, we had some. I don't know what the youngest player there was, but twelve, thirteen. Walking on the range before I. Uh, found you on that pro- property uh, was seeing some of these players hit it and seeing the, the parents standing behind them and, and uh, getting involved. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see how far this tour has come for one thing. I remember when Earl Fritz started it way, way back and it was not a, uh, they were not really a welcome partner for a lot of different golf organizations, including golf Canada and, and some of the provincial bodies but they've really sort of formed a nice alliance between everybody. And it's great for junior golfers that they have a lot more competitive places to play. But, but again, just the bottom line, my, my impression was just how good these kids are, man. It's just amazing to watch them hit the ball. And speaking of how good they are, I have to give a special shout out to Neil Hanlon, who got a hole in one yesterday, uh, number 11 wow. at Lionhead, 165 yards. I don't see what club he hit, but he, a hole in one big ace, uh, amazing, actually, the second hole-in-one during a CJGA major this year. Lucas Constandalf uh, also captured an ace, sorry if I butchered that name, during the Ping Match Play Championship. <laughs> uh, so congrats to those guys. Uh, it was awesome to be there. Again, 1 p.m. TSN4. We'll have uh, an in-depth look at the CJGA Canadian TaylorMade Invitational. Also, Tyler Torrieri from the CJGA will join us for an interview. Uh, but lots to get to on this show today. But first, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. Okay, so we mentioned this a little bit, but the the court case that we know was going to go down went down. And Bob, if if the three players who had qualified for the FedEx Cup playoffs before uh, they were shut down from going, Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, Matt Jones, if they had been ruled that they were able to play, how weird how bad of a look would that have been given all of the attention would be on these three guys versus the other 121 players in the field who've had these unbelievable years well i mean it would have been awkward on a number of different levels obviously these three guys um would come in and it's sort of as as it's been said the uh, the adage that they use you know have their cake and eat it too they left they took a, a big check to sign with Liv, and now they want to come back and, and dine at the, uh, at the trough of the PGA Tour. And it's a little bit uh, sanctimonious, I think, for them to sort of talk about how they want to play less, and yet here they are trying to actually playing more. So there's all sorts of things you can look at. I thought it was really interesting that the Liv, the Liv attorney, I, I was lucky, I was one of the few people who managed to get in on the Zoom uh, before it filled up and, and watched the court case, and it was really interesting to see that the Liv attorney I don't think he was a real big golf fan or per se. I mean, he knew the law very well, which is probably what you want first and foremost, but he had a few things in there that were unusual. And, uh, um, you know, and, and the, I think one of the things that came out and the judge referred to this was that the, these players are contractually obligated, apparently in their contract, it says that they must wear live um, emblazoned things like a hat, like a live hat or a live a shirt or whatever. And so it would have been very strange, I think, to give them the runway to promote their tour while they're playing on another tour. And you think about that, you know, wouldn't it be weird if um, 
you saw an ad for a show on CBC on CTV. You know, that's the kind of example that this would bring. So um, I think that I think the, the ruling was the right one. And I think for these players, in some ways, it's almost a, a blessing because I don't think they would have been welcome going on to that tour. You heard a number of players talking about, you know, they're not they're not suing the PGA Tour. They're suing me. That's what Justin Thomas said. And Lucas Clover, I heard, saw him interviewed yesterday. So there's a number of number of things like that that I think in hindsight, it's almost a, a, a relief that they didn't get the, the pass to play. Yeah, and you mentioned the the live logos. When Patrick Reed played at the Open Championship, he had a logo on his hat. He had a logo on the on the collar of his shirt. I believe there were two others as well, and it just looked plain weird. But you mentioned the, the contracts, and that's where things got a little in the gray area. Where at one point, <laughs> a lawyer let it slip that live players' earnings are counted against their upfront money, which has been denied throughout this entire process, given all this guaranteed money that these players are receiving. Where are you with this, Bob? Because this seems like a, a pretty touchy subject here, does it not? Yeah. Uh, again, this is the same lawyer, and uh, he, he made that comment. It was refuted later on by Live Golf. They said, no, that is not the case. The lawyer was mistaken. And I, I, can, I can see both sides because the lawyer was mistaken about a lot of things, <laughs> including calling the FedEx Cup the, world, the, uh, the Super Bowl of, of golf. And I'm thinking, boy, if that's the Super Bowl of golf, what does that say about your product? Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway I think that uh, um, it's still kind of a mystery as to what it is or what it isn't. And there are, um, you know, the way he referred to it was awkward, too. He said that there were some contracts that this happened in, not, not all of them was kind of the, and it just seemed very strange. Again, I'm not sure if he let the cat out of the bag and he wasn't supposed to or if he just made a mistake. Um, I guess we may never find out, but we may also find out in the, when the court case gets a little deeper uh, next fall. Like basically a year from now is when the next stage of this court case is going to be heard, the full antitrust lawsuit. And of course, we touched on this a little earlier too, but Cameron Smith, the rumors coming out that uh, it appears for $100 million approximately, he will be heading to live just reportedly. Now these came out and of course he was speaking to the media just over an hour later. And of course, what was he asked about? He was asked about these rumors. Here's a very awkward exchange yesterday in the press center between Cameron Smith and the media. You know, my goal here is to, to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's all I'm here for. Um, if there's something I need to say regarding the PJ Tour or live, it will come from Cameron Smith, not Cameron Percy. Um, I'm a man of my word, and um, whenever you guys need to know anything, um, it'll be said by me. And just following up on that, you being a man of your word, you know, the Telegraph is reporting that you've signed and are going. Would you like to say yes or no to that? I have no comment to that. I, uh, like I said, I'm here to play the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, that's been my focus the last week and a half. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. And uh, like I said, it will come from me. It won't come from Cameron Percy. Do you intend to play the President's Cup? Absolutely, yeah. That's, uh, that's something that we've been looking forward to uh, for the last three years. We, had a, we missed a year because of, because of COVID, and um, that's something that I look forward to being a part of. Okay, of course, a lot, of, a lot to take away from that. The last time the President's Cup was held was 2019 at Royal Melbourne in December when a very different-looking Cameron Smith, Sons Mullet, actually played a lot of great golf. And that international side really took it to the U.S. until they came back in the singles led by playing captain 
Tiger Woods. Now, there are a lot of reports and rumors whether Smith is going to go right after the FedEx Cup playoffs or if he's going to wait until after the President's Cup. I mean, you would think it's it's hard to know what to actually believe, right? Because we remember those comments like you tweeted out, Bob, after winning the 150th Open, all the history involved with that. He got very uh, defensive when asked about Liv. And now we've seen this too, where he didn't deny anything. He didn't confirm anything. We saw Brooks Kepka do the same thing at the U S open until some deal magically came together in a day and a half, like he mentioned. So for Cameron Smith, I, I guess this is all he could say in terms of wanting to save face. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he doesn't want to say he's going until he's going obviously. And um, he's, I'm sure he's, if I'm sure he's got a plan, I'm sure he's got a schedule in place. I'm sure he's, figured it out. And if you look at the end of the president's cup, uh, I haven't actually looked at the schedule. I should do that. See where, you know, if he, if let's say he plays the FedEx cup and then he plays the president's cup and he leaves after that, at least, at least that's kind of a civil way to do it. You're leaving at the end of the PGA tour season. You're probably leaving on a good note. And I'm sure Trevor Immelman, the captain of the international side was glad to hear that he's going to stay and play the president's cup. But I think, um, I think, He's just going to continue to face these questions, and I'm sure he'll deflect, deflect, deflect until it happens. But um, basically, anybody who's answered the question the way he has answered it, you know, later went. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going. Judging by those answers, maybe I'll be, maybe he'll prove me wrong, but it just seems kind of awkward that he uh, he wouldn't just come out and say, "No, I'm not going." Yeah, I think awkward is the best way to put it. And he mentioned the live schedule, so they're actually playing in Boston, September second to fourth. In Chicago, September 16th to 18th. The President's Cup is the last week in September. And then they have three more tournaments after that. They're in Thailand, October 7th to 9th. Saudi Arabia, October 14th to 16th. And in Miami at Trump National Golf Club at Doral, October 27th to 30th in their final event of the season. Again, this is a moving target. We'll have all the latest on upcoming episodes of Golf Talk Canada Television and radio on the other side we'll preview the fedex cup playoffs which get underway this week this is our special wednesday bonus edition of golf talk canada this segment of gtc was presented by taylormade taylormade and the all-new stealth driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed welcome to the carbon age This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside our special bonus Wednesday edition of Golf Talk Canada. It is Scully. It is Weeks. Zucchino will be by in our next segment to preview the FedEx Cup playoffs. It all gets underway this week. The FedEx St. Jude Championship. Three events to win it all. It's the playoffs, baby. Looking forward to this one. And, of course, lots of dough on the line for these players. There's a lot of money talk in the golf world over the last little while with everything going on with Liv, but there's a lot of money on the line for the FedEx Cup playoffs. And the guy starting at number one is Scotty Scheffler. And this is based off a great season. Of course, he had that historic four-win stretch earlier in the season. We're going to discuss Scotty Scheffler and his chances to win the whole thing, the FedEx Cup 
But first, let's hear Scotty Scheffler looking back on a season and looking ahead to the playoffs. I'm obviously very pleased with how this year has gone. I've been playing some some really good golf, and I put myself in position to win uh, a number of tournaments out here, and I've been able to get the job done four times, which is really special. Um, going into the FedEx Cup playoffs, ranked number one. You know, nothing's really going to change for me. I'm, you know, just trying to come out here and have a good start and put myself in position to win this tournament. Um, obviously, the field is really good, and you know, all the best players in the world are here, and um, you know, I'm just looking forward to the challenge of this week. So, Bob, Scotty Scheffler, a year ago, was someone looking for that first career PGA Tour win. A year ago, on the Ryder Cup, I guess just under a year ago, he was he was talking about, he was being on the Ryder Cup team. He was the 12th man on that team, and now he's world number one. How do you describe the rise of Scotty Scheffler, and how surprised were you about the way he played this season? Uh, I think it's surprising. I think he would tell you it's surprising, not in a bad way by, by any means, of course. But I do think that um, winning four times is um, a little bit unexpected. I had a chance to have a sit-down with him at the RBC Canadian Open this year. We were talking about that, and he said, yeah, it just seemed that, you know, he's always striving to get better. He was always trying to work harder on his game, always trying to put things together. And he said, it's kind of very rare in your career that you get to put it together that much, that quickly, and for that long. But um, not only four wins, but but th three runner-up finishes as well. And uh, 16 of his 22 events were in the top 25. So it's it's been consistency, not just sort of four four wins and, and a whole bunch of other finishes. I mean, he has been the easily the best player in the world. I would say that he's probably the most unheralded world number one that I can think of, and maybe not getting quite as much credit as is due to him for the season he's had. I mean, I think there's still a lot of focus on Rory. There's still a lot of focus on Justin Thomas, uh, especially after he won at the PGA. So um, I think he's in... He's, he's a super nice guy, very very calmly confident in what he's doing and is really still sort of adjusting to being the guy at number one and being out in front. I think he's he's there now. You heard that last clip, and I think he seems a little bit more comfortable where he is. But you know, I think it took him a while to kind of figure that all out and how to adjust to that. Well, you mentioned Unheralded, and there was a, a clip that went out on social media yesterday about how Scotty Scheffler drives the same car that he's been driving since college. I feel like one of us will be using that in 3-dub next week. Because if you win a bunch of dough, generally you go out and buy a nice car. But Scotty Scheffler is a man of, of simple pleasures and, and likes that old car. He's won $13 million. That's just what he's won on the golf course. And, you know, there's a whole bunch more that's come off the golf course, I'm sure. A, and bonuses from his, uh, from his contracts and from his sponsors, uh, from appearances. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that are going on. So uh, pretty remarkable that, uh, that he's still driving that truck. Well, I think you said he had 178,000 miles on it. I think that's, that's right. That's I'm looking, looking at the club now, 178,000 miles. It's still alive. It's still going. Why not? It has four wheels. It's functional. Why not, Scotty Scheffler? Okay, heading into the playoffs, Tony Finau is the hottest player on the PGA Tour. Back-to-back -back wins. He's actually the defending champion last or this week. Of course, this tournament was held at Liberty National last year when he beat none other than Cameron Smith in a playoff after Cameron Smith missed the fairway on the playoff hole by about 100 yards right. He sent this thing so far right. But Tony Finau playing some unbelievable golf right now. He starts at number seven in the FedEx Cup standings heading into the playoff. Before we discuss Finau's chances this week, let's hear from Tony Finau. I think seven is a good spot to be in. It's the best. Um, it's the highest up on the FedEx Cup list I've been 
in my career going into the playoffs. So I think that's a good thing. And um, I'm looking forward to the challenge this week and throughout the playoffs. Um, it was a nice week at home. Had my foundation event early in the week, which was nice on the Corn Ferry Tour. We kind of coexist with the Corn Ferry Tour, and, and I thought that was quite a special event and um, had a nice week at home. So uh, refreshed and ready to make a run at the, at the FedEx Cup. Tony Finau's career has been puzzling, to say the least. He goes and wins his first PGA tournament in 2016 at the Puerto Rico Open. Then takes over five years to get that win number two uh, at the Northern Trust. And now back to back, it seems like the floodgates have opened. What do you attribute uh, the, the success for Tony Finau as a play, Bob? Um, I don't know. You know, he's come so close to winning so many times and he's had lots of opportunities to win. And I think it was just his time. You know, the difference between winning and coming second oftentimes is... Um, it's pure luck. <laughs> I mean, guys will tell you that when, when you win, you get breaks and things go your way and the balls lip in instead of lipping out. So maybe it was just his time. We knew he was good enough. Uh, we knew he was capable of it. He's, he's perhaps the nicest guy on the PGA Tour. So friendly. He's a great dancer. Um, he's a great <laughs> rapper. You should hear all these kind of things that he can do. And, um, and he's a low-key guy with a big family. I think he's got five kids. And so... He, uh, He's, he's a guy that's very, it's really not hard to cheer for this guy because he is such a good, good player. And I think now that he's won and won a couple times, back-to-back is always a big feat, of course, because when you win, a whole bunch of things get put on your plate that you wouldn't normally have to do. So I think uh, that's a big, big uh, point for him. And I think now once you've sort of won a few times and you've put yourself in that position, it probably gets a little easier every time you're, uh, you're close in the hunt. And uh, he was close a lot last year, so maybe this year he can... You can put it over the top. And you mentioned he's a great dancer uh, as well. During one of the celebrations after his wins, he was doing a Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. I'm not going to try to Dougie right now or whenever we're on TV because that would, that would not be a good thing to do. But he was doing, he was dancing, and he was dancing by a pool. And he actually flipped a cell phone in the air thinking it was his own. It was his wife's. So oh, no. the, the phone went into the pool. He said the phone was saved. The phone is fine, but... What's the lesson there, Bob? You never have a phone by a pool. No, phones and, and kids by pools. Keep them away. <laughs> Not so good. Uh, we're going to hear from Sam Burns in our next segment. But, Bob, before we sign off here, there are six Canadians in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is a big number. And Corey Connors leading the way. He has three top tens this season. Uh, all sort of earlier in the year, maybe a bit of a quiet summer for Corey Connors. With that being said, given the President's Cup on his mind too, what are your expectations for Corey for the playoffs? Yeah, I think Corey has had a quiet summer and, and probably a little bit of a, a laid-back summer perhaps in some cases. I think his, I think his game is, is uh, good for this week's course, which requires a lot of greens and, and, um, and fairways and greens, I should say, although the rough is not up because it has been Despite the deluge they had there yesterday, which rained apparently very hard for a long time, it's been a pretty dry summer, so the rough is not up necessarily. But um, I think Corey likes to get gear up now for bigger events, and I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not, uh, well, I'd be shocked if he wasn't in next week's event, and, and I'd be surprised if he wasn't in, uh, in the Tour Championship as well. He's still the best Canadian, and he's still the guy, as you said, is focused on the President's Cup, but I think the FedEx Cup is a big ticket for him, so I think he wants to try and focus in a little bit here. 
He's the highest-ranked Canadian, but perhaps the hottest Canadian right now is Taylor Pendrith starting the FedEx Cup playoffs at number 60. In his last four starts, his worst finish is a tie for 13th, the tie for second at the Rocket Mortgage, where he had a great chance to win but was outdueled by Tony Finau. Given all the recent success he's had, what, what's your outlook for Pendrith for the playoffs? Well, yeah, Pendrith is uh, Pendrith is the, probably the hottest player coming in, and he's he's good. I mean, he's uh, we've seen how well he can play. I think his game has become much more well-rounded than it was, say, two or three or four years ago. I think he just has to build a little confidence, and we've seen two Sundays that haven't gone his way when he's had a good chance to put himself in the lead. He's kind of a laid-back, low-key guy, though, so I'm not too worried about him in terms of that being something about nerves. I think it was just bad days, and maybe there was a little bit of overthinking or something if you've never been in that position and you want to get your first PGA Tour win. Um, but he could surprise you very quickly at um, any time, so don't, don't uh, overlook him this week either. He's playing a lot of great golf now. Looking forward to seeing all six Canadians in the field for this week's FedEx St. Jude Championship. Bob, thanks for your time today. I know it's a busy one coming up here for the FedEx Cup playoffs. We'll be tuned in to you on tsn.ca, on SportsCenter, all things TSN. It's a busy stretch. Thanks for your time today, Bob, and we'll see you at 1 p.m. on TSN4. Sounds good. Take care, Adam. All right. On the other side, Mark Sakino was on location at the FedEx St. Jude Championship. He's going to join us next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back inside our special Wednesday bonus FedEx Cup Playoffs preview edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Now joining us to continue previewing the FedEx Cup playoffs and all things in the world of golf because boy oh boy it's getting spicy everywhere right now is Mark Sakino who's on location covering the FedEx St. Jude Championship for PGA Tour Radio. Mark, welcome to the show and good morning. Scully, you sound like uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada. I mean, oh. she she's like, this is a soap opera. She feels like she's watching uh, Young and the Restless every day when she asks me, okay, so what happened today? You know, I mean, it, you're right. Spicy is probably the word. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing for the next three weeks now we can, uh, we can turn our attention to who's going to win the FedEx Cup. And then, of course, uh, it's going to flip right around again when we get the President's Cup because it's going to be like, okay, if certain guys are leaving or going, are they not leaving before the President's Cup? Is this like strategically? Are they waiting till after that's over? Or do they make announcements officially before President's Cup, which would open up spots on that international team? I mean, so much going on, right? Yeah, so much going on. And before we get to the President's Cup implications and Cameron Smith in particular, just how awkward would it have been if Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford were allowed to play this week? Just how awkward would that have been? I think incredibly awkward, and not just for the players, Adam. Like, I've been working for the PGA Tour directly as a contract employee for 10 years. Eight years on the play-by-play team, 10 years consecutively if you include uh, pre-game, post-game, etc. 
I mean, I don't want to talk to Cameron Smith. I mean, when the PGA Tour is getting sued, like the like the players said, we're all getting sued. I mean, they are trying to interrupt uh, our livelihood, uh, an American institution, uh, similar to Major League Baseball or the NFL, or like similar if someone was attacking the NHL, a Canadian institution. Um, so I think it'd be incredibly awkward because the line is now drawn in the sand. And it's not because someone has chosen to go play elsewhere. And I think that's the narrative that, that needs to end. What, what is, you know, what, what the, the Twitter universe will do, that evil, horrible world where uneducated people can sit in their basement and just fire insults and get angry at the planet. Uh, they'll sit there and they'll tweet out that, we who are pro PGA Tour, uh, and I would include myself in, in that category, are upset that there's a comp- upset that there's competition, and we're angry because we feel that uh, we own the golf landscape and we shouldn't have to deal with this live situation, and that, and that is completely false and completely incorrect. I'm a capitalist. I'm an entrepreneur. I believe in competition. Uh, healthy competition is good for every industry. The problem here is, A, where the money's coming from. That's a whole other can of worms. But, B, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. And I tweeted this out yesterday when when the judgment came down. Common sense prevailed yesterday. You can't play for the Argos and the Cowboys. You've got to, you know, you've got to pick your league in which you're going to play it. You ain't going to the KHL and signing a Leaf contract, Okay. So, I mean, if you want to go and play similar to what David Faraday said, you know, David Faraday came out and said, growing the game and all that narrative is BS. I left for live because they are paying me an obscene amount of money. Great. Good on you. If that's what you want to do and that's your choice, God bless you. Off you go. And you don't have a personal or moral issue with, uh, where the money comes from and what the end game is here for uh, the Saudi public investment fund. That's okay. I'm not going to make choices for you. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life just as I would expect you not to tell me that. But to say, hey, we went to play live. We knew what the result was. We knew what the penalties were. And now we're suing to get back in. That's spoiled brat, cake and eat it too. And I'll ask you this, Adam. I'll say it to you what I said to a couple of my colleagues over the weekend working at PGA Tour Live. When do you think the last time any of these people heard the word no? I mean, the professional golfer from the day they turn 12 or 13 is slotted in a lane at country clubs, the best junior tournaments, invite to state and national championships, free education at the best universities in America, then they turn pro and they get treated like a god as they fly around in private jets and this and that. These guys are not used to hearing the word no. And a lot of that, it really just comes down to that simple word, that simple two-letter, one-syllable word. Actually, it's no this time. 
Yeah, there's so much to get to in, in this story. There's so many moving parts. And as always, we'll have all the latest as the, the latest news comes down. And like you mentioned, though, Mark, hopefully we can take the, these next three weeks and focus on what's been a great regular season on the PGA Tour and what is going to be an absolutely spicy Netflix special next year uh, for the PGA Tour. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it's it's going to be exceptional. Uh, we're talking about the FedEx Cup playoffs now with Mark Skino is on location for PGA Tour Radio, the FedEx St. Jude Championship. And as we begin the FedEx Cup playoffs, Scotty Scheffler, world number one, is the top-ranked guy right now. Given the success he's had throughout the season, Mark Four wins three runner-up finishes. What's your outlook for Scotty Scheffler as the postseason begins? You know, I, I, I got to think he's going to play well, Adam. The question, the question becomes how much does he have left in the tank? Is this one of those years where the player of the year also grabs the FedEx Cup and it's kind of a no-brainer when we crown the player of the year at the end of the year? Or is this one of those Billy Horschel years where it's a guy who eh, maybe didn't get as much out of his regular season as he wanted or anticipated and gets hot at the right time because he's got everything uh, in the tank? kind of similar as to why I, I was kind of heavy a couple of weeks ago on Taylor Penrith, right? He, he spent four months on the sideline chomping at the bet, and now he's been let out of the cage, and, you know, his highest finish since his return to golf, I think, is a tie for 13th, uh, including that second place in Detroit. So, I mean, are we going to get somebody like that who is maybe, I don't want to say trying to salvage their season, but certainly has something to prove and left, Someone who maybe thinks they should have won this year and haven't, i.e. Will Zalatoris, uh, Cameron Young. Uh, you, know, you would have put Tony Finau in that ca- category if, if we had this conversation 30 days ago. So um, it's curious to see. I've kind of landed in the middle. I didn't see your edge picks this week. Are we allowed to give our edge picks here? Are we oh, yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, I was going okay, to save so it for the last segment. Yeah, so right, we actually... Yeah, so I went. Uh, I went with Xander Shoffley, uh, given the hot form yeah. coming in. Uh, we have a mutual pick in Mr. Sam Burns, which uh, you can get him at prices around thirty to one. So some value there. And then I went with Corey Connors, given he's had a bit of a quiet summer. I think he's ready to to break out here. And you know, three top tens this year, eleven top twenty five finishes. He's played a lot of great golf, but he just hasn't broken through that finish line yet. Now, Mark, I know you had uh, Patrick Cantlay, Cameron Young too. Cameron Young, he's you know so many runner up finishes this season. He's played a lot of great golf at some point he just has to win though right well that's what i was thinking so i'm kind of like you i got a little sprinkle of everything i go with patrick Kelly. i don't know if you've seen his last six starts it's ridiculous mm-hmm. i mean every tournament he's teed it up and he's had a chance to win it hasn't uh including a tie for second in detroit his last start out he's got the victory this year but it's the lone victory with xander at the uh zurich the team event yep. So I got to think the defending FedEx Cup champion is chomping at the bit for an individual win, especially when you look at his record. I mean, he comes in so hot. So I'm with you in terms of picking Cantley in the same way that you're picking Shoffley with form. Uh, And the Cameron Young, I mean, five second. But we all talk a lot about Will Zalatoris, and rightfully so. Uh, You know, when's he going to get the lid off uh, when it comes to a victory? But Cameron Young, five second-place finishes this year, Scully, including great performances in majors. 
Yep. Uh, eventually, it's got to go. And the Sam Burns pick, I'm with you. And that's a bit of my horses for courses pick. You know, he's got three wins this year. Uh, it'd be tough to grab that fourth win. I get it. But, um, you know, he's kind of been, I don't want to say it's stuck in neutral a bit, but, but you know what, a little bit of a sluggish last 45 days or so. But this, for me, is a horses for courses play. He lost at TPC Southwind in a playoff at 16 under par last year when the tour was here for the FedEx St. Jude Classic. So, I mean, I know it's a month later in the calendar. I know the golf course might play a little different in August. Not much, but a little bit. But I just think a guy who's got three wins with that kind of value and those odds, it's crazy to deny that pick when he's had success here. Well, and I think at this point, I just have to, I just have to follow your picks. I mean, you have eight wins this season. You've been <laughs> Nostra, Zacchino, Damas, I guess you want to call it. There might have a better ring to that. If, if, for those listening, please tweet us for a, a better nickname for Mark. Because eight wins this season, you're almost a thousand under par with all your picks and your recent victories too, Mark. I have to give you a lot of credit because they have been value picks. JT posted a couple weeks ago, forty-two to one. Tom Kim was thirty-two to one. And I should mention too, in terms of value, after Tom Kim made a quad on the first hole in the first round of the Wyndham Championship. His odds skyrocketed to 120 to 1. Imagine if you had said, you know what, I'm just going to put a couple of lollies there at 120 to 1. Your, your trip to Nashville might be a little different, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And I love this kid. I, the more I get to know him, the more I hear about him, the more the more uh, opportunities he has to give us a quote. I love this kid. I mean, did you hear what he said about Tiger Woods and yep. his bank account? Tiger never looked at his bank, bank account. I mean, that's why I picked him this week. I told you, like, I, I felt like I had insider trading, being with him in Detroit and just seeing the way he handled a disappointment of a 63 and another great finish. He was like, no, man, I, I mean, I hit it good enough to win this week. What am I doing? So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I asked you, Bob, on Monday, is this a, a guy who just is kind of playing with blinders on and doesn't realize that, you know, where he's at in the size of the moment? Or is this a guy that's a little special and we're seeing the start of a very interesting career? When you put your name on the board with Jordan Spieth and it's just you and Jordan – as the only two guys, you know, to be this young, winning on the PGA Tour. I mean, that's rare company, right? So we'll see. We will see. I tell you one thing, if the putter get keeps going for him, he can win anywhere at any time. It's ridiculous. Last week he rolled it into a bathtub. And, and he begins the FedEx Cup playoffs, 35th in the FedEx Cup standings. And for all those listening, if you want to feel really old, he's the first player born in the 2000s to win on the PGA Tour. Like, how old are we, Mark? This is an unbelievable performance uh, for, from Tom uh, Kim. Uh, to segue here... Uh, to look at some of Bob's picks, actually. So he's all over Sung J.M. He also likes Rory McIlroy, who is the betting favorite right now at 10-1, to 1, and Justin Thomas. Now, Rory and J.T. have been outwardly uh, talking a lot about, you know, the chip on their shoulder. They've been sort of the faces of the PGA Tour in events that Tiger Woods hasn't played. Of course, Tiger spoke for about three or four minutes during his pre-tournament press conference at the 150th Open, defending the PGA Tour and talking about Liv. In terms of Rory and JT, do you think that extra motivation for them to succeed and really stick it to those guys on live will be something of focus for them for the next three weeks? 100%. I think it was in focus at the Open Championship. I think it will be in focus again this week. Um, I, I think I think 
personally just Bob, if I because I don't have him on my team, I think Bob's just in my opinion is just a week early, Adam. I think Ooh. I think that JT and Rory are going to knock some rust off this week. And I think when they knock that rust off, when we get to the BMW Championship and the field gets a little smaller, the next two weeks, the last two weeks, either one of them or both of them are going to have to be on our radar. And I really like a Rory McIlroy. If this shapes out, Skulls, Rory starting the Tour Championship like five or six under par, four or five off the lead in that staggered start on a Thursday at the Tour Championship, if Rory's in that and nothing to lose, free wheeling, chase the leader mode right out of the gate on Thursday instead of everybody starting it even, to me that's a score, a scary uh, Rory. Because to me that Rory on Thursday looks a lot more like the Rory we see on Fridays at majors when he's fighting to make the cut and has nothing to lose. Or, or Sunday when he's playing behind at Augusta and free wheeling it. If he comes out at a tournament five off the pace to start, He's freewheeling it on a Thursday morning. That's a dangerous Rory. That's a, certainly a dangerous Rory and top tens at all of the majors this season. He's played a lot of great golf, and it would just be the perfect storybook ending on the PGA Tour side of things, given if he goes on to win the FedEx Cup, it'd be, he'd be the first player to win it for the third time as well in the face of the PGA Tour, the man who's really defended the Tour against everything live-related. That would be a big win uh, for the PGA Tour and for Rory McIlroy. Mark, before we sign off here, six Canadians are in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is a just an unbelievable number to see that many Canadians playing well right now. Corey Connors, the top ranked Canadian right now. Taylor Pendrith, though, the hottest Canadian coming into the playoffs. Where are you at with the Canadians as the playoffs begin? I think we have a real good chance, Adam, to get at least two, if not three, to the Tour Championship. I think Pender is playing some incredible golf, and, I, and he's getting hot. And right now, I would... I really think Corey Connors and Taylor Penrith are going to be at Eastlake. I really do. I wonder if someone else can join them. I guess that someone else uh, needs to start this week and start playing well and getting hot because now the, the points just are off the charts. So one good week uh, this week in uh, Memphis can change the outcome for a lot of their, their uh, seasons in terms of how deep they're going to go in this playoff run. So, um, But right now, I think I'd take Connors and Penrith at Eastlake. Mm, okay, so Taylor Pendrith riding the hot hand since coming back from injury and COVID. His worst finish in four starts is a tie for 13th. Mark, thanks for your time today. Have a good call this week for PGA Tour Radio, and we'll see you and talk to you next week. Yeah, Skulls, thanks for holding the fort, my friend. You're the best. You guys are awesome. And I will uh, talk to you Monday for radio. See you for uh, TV next week, boss. All right. Sounds good. That is Mark Sacchino. You can catch him all week. PGA Tour Radio. He's at the FedEx St. Jude Championship for the tournament, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. On the other side, we'll wrap up our bonus edition of GTC. We'll also preview our television show coming up at 1 p.m. on TSN4, plus a little teaser for 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Only two weeks to go. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach.
No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Wrapping up our bonus FedEx Cup playoffs preview edition of GTC, Adam Scully here in studio. So every week on Golf Talk Canada, we make our edge picks for the TSN Edge. Bob, Mark, and I, we each pick three players on a weekly basis. Generally two favorites and a value play of some sort of who we think are going to make some noise that week on the PGA Tour. Mark's picks, he likes Patrick Cantlay at 16-1 to 1 right now. Sam Burns at 31-1 to 1 and Cameron Young. As for Bob Weeks, he is all over the favorite. Rory McIlroy, 10-1. to 1. Justin Thomas at 18-1. to 1. And Sung J.M., who has quietly played some great golf at 29-1. to 1. As for me, I like Xander Shoffley, 18 to 1, three wins this season. Corey Connors is at 50 to 1, and Sam Burns at 31 to 1. Now, Mark and I both like Sam Burns this week. Before I go any further, let's hear from Sam Burns and his expectations for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to be back here uh, in Memphis. Um, you know, played well here last year. Unfortunately, lost in a playoff, um, but it's a golf course that I really like. Um, you know, it's it's grass that I'm used to used to playing on. I grew up on Bermuda, so I feel comfortable around here, and I'm excited for the week. It's very exciting. FedEx Cup playoffs. The first leg gets underway this week, and you can actually watch third-round coverage on TSN Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. As for us, our schedule, we are very busy. The next three Mondays, you can actually watch us and listen to us. TSN 2, TSN 1050, 10 a.m. to noon will be simulcast radio on TV as we recap all three legs of the FedEx Cup playoffs a little later this month as well. The CP Women's Open, Brooke Henderson looking for her third victory of the season. She has had a remarkable year. And like we mentioned on Monday, hard to believe she turns 25 years old in just about a month's time. Also on television, in about two hours from now, you can catch us on TSN4. We're at the CJGA TaylorMade Canadian Invitational at Lionhead. We got to broadcast there on Monday's live show. We'll be there Wednesday, or I should say today, two hours from right now, 1 p.m., TSN4. As for 20 weeks of TaylorMade, we'll announce our second last prize of the week. And you're not going to want to miss it. It might be something new. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe something to help your short game, perhaps. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 1 p.m. TSN 4. We'll have all the latest on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Thanks for joining us today on our bonus edition of GTC. And we'll see you in two hours on TSN 4 on TV. And as well, we'll see you next Monday, 10 a.m. to noon on both TSN 2 and TSN 1050. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Playgolf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.